I don't believe in the god of tits. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Grief Burrito. I'm Harrison. I'm Lulu. And that is it. It's just us two today, joined by one amazing guest. Jordan is not here on his week off, and Nick is in the penultimate stages of house being corrected, I think. Is that right, Lulu? He, like he is he is indeed. Fixed. I think he's um, he's got uh, building works all over the place at the minute. <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> well, we'll see him next week. Yes. Uh, today is going to be Indie Corner, and we are going to be joined by James from Monster Finger Games to talk about his latest game, Alien Scumbags. And he was nice enough to send us a copy of it. So, Editor Jordan, please kick off the intro. Let's go. <laughs> Hi guys and welcome to episode 105 of Grief Burrito. Uh, today is the Indie Corner and if this is your first time joining us, thank you. We're a gaming, movie, comedy, entertainment podcast and today we're joined by the wonderful James from Monster Finger. Please say hello. Hello. Thank you for joining us, man. As we said before the show, it's taken us a little while to get this interview going, but thank you for arranging something with us anyway and thank you for reconfiguring a brand new laptop moments ago <laughs> to get on the show that's all right it's yeah man um, so just to give the listeners a bit of info on indie corner first of all so what we're trying to do here is bring a bit more attention to smaller creators basically and like like with you james you sent your game into us and we had lucy play it on stream and then i chipped in on the back and we were chatting while we were going and you were in the chat which was awesome and it's just a great way to connect people who are working on some really really cool projects um, yeah. So do you want to give a bit of background on the project that you've just kicked off, basically? So tell us and the listeners who might not be familiar with any of your work before um, what the game is that you sent us. Yeah, sure. Yeah, no problem. So the game's Alien Scumbags. Mm-hmm. Um, I think probably a really nice short description of it is if you get Doom and then you squash it together with Duke Nukem and then you push that to like Aliens 3 on the SNES then you've kind of got alien scumbags. Yeah, that's a very good comparison, actually. I, I actually didn't think of the alien comparison. The, the way, in, in my mind, when I, when I first saw it, I'll tell you, like, the first things that I came to mind, it was uh, <laughs> the original Doom, so like the, the, the pixel art style graphics, crossed yeah. with Super Metroid. That was how I was like, oh, oh okay, this is very, yeah. very interesting. And I don't know if it was maybe the color palettes that were used as well. There was just something that settled right that felt like an old SNES game to me do do you know do you know what I mean Lucy as well yeah I do definitely get where you're coming from I wasn't a big SNES gamer as a kid uh but I do get where you're coming from I got big Doom vibes as well when I was playing it I I do get where you're coming from James with Alien as well Uh, I really like that description Yeah. (laughs) yeah um I actually took a clipping of the not like you know a a newspaper clipping we're not talking like i'm making ransom notes or anything like that but i uh i I took a clip from the from your website uh where the game is listed and i just wanted to read the plot synopsis for the listeners if that's okay so uh editor jordan please give me some dramatic music or you know make my voice sound all crazy the year is 20xx and the earth has been ravaged by nuclear wars the only hope left to our planet is the research shuttle Nostromi. I like that it's called the Nostromi, by the way, James. Well done there. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Unfortunately, the ship Nostromi has been un- incommunicado for 48 hours now. 
That's why you come in. You are the master chef. A badass space marine. It's your job to explore the dark corridors of the Nostromi to find out what events occurred on Earth's only hope. Fucking outstanding, James. Like, to call, <laughs> it, to call the character... Like, Thank first you. of all, the Mega Man reference in there of 20XX. Like, big Mega Man fan, so I got that straight away. But Good. to call the character Master Chef is just... That's flawless. Because he, he, he looks a bit like Master Chief, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's like he's like Doom Guy, Master Master Chief mixed together. Um to to be honest, the Master Chef thing, um, it wasn't mm. even meant to be a chef. But people think he's a chef because he's called Master Chef. And yeah. so that's when I started adding little things in like the cupcake. Um and going, Oh yeah, 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 yeah that's the lore of it, you see, he was a chef. And he has to be a space marine. And I'm just, <laughs> just building up these <laughs> random bits of information behind the scenes that aren't even real. Um, so, yeah. You, let, you've got to be careful there it. not to, like, tangle yourself up over, like, strange law that you create. Because you might say <laughs> yeah. something and be like, hey, you said something else last time. You'll have to, like, make sure you map it all out. Get the, yeah, the red yeah, strings right. out on the board, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, to, like we said before, that, like, Lulu streamed this for us. Um, yeah. It was really, really cool for you to do that. So again, thank you for sending us a copy of the game. We really do appreciate oh, it. Um, yes, thank you very much. Yeah, so, so Lulu, how did you, did you find the experience streaming, streaming the game? I really, I really enjoyed it. I, I was, it was a bit nerve wracking having you in the background, James. But it was, you were so helpful. <laughs> I'm so glad you didn't judge my awful gameplay, by the way, oh, no. <laughs> to start with. Um, it was a lot of risky I, gameplay. I, I remember you jumping at those like things that were coming down to kill you a lot. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, what's this thing?" Uh, but no, I, 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 I didn't know much going into it, but I really enjoyed it. And like all the the pop culture references that are in there, the 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 sound was great in this. By the way, the little yeah. um, voice voice uh, not voice acting, but you know the little um, the like audio in general bite. was absolutely yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sound bites. Um, I'd really like to know because uh, there is so many pop culture references in this. What's yeah. like? What's like your per- What's your favorite reference that you put in there? Because there are so many, and I'm sure there's plenty that I haven't even seen yet. Um, yeah, and it's it's difficult to pick one. I think so. I'm gonna go with the the generic looking, possibly a Pokemon ball, but isn't due to copyright. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm probably gonna go with that one because that was when I started like doing little rooms for my son and my daughter as well and i and i thought it was just it's oh, quite nice. nice because it's makes it our game as well you know mm-hmm. that's so, really cool yeah. to like and you, you hear a lot about that like people making games for their friends and family or, or like writers you know they they would start stories by writing for their kids as like stories to tell them when they're going to bed kind of thing and then yeah, it yeah. becomes this massive thing like i'm was it the other day i was reading something about it it might have been like lord of the rings or something like he started it as a thing to read to his kids and then got like completely overboard and ended up with like fifty thousand page novels you know oh wow um, yeah I know. <laughs> but it's it's great that you you took it that route to make things for your kids like that it's so heartwarming like it genuinely is that like yeah. i remember playing games with my my dad and i absolutely loved it and it's memories that i still have now as like a nearly 30 year old person like they still stuck with me and i'm sure that they'll remember that like completely going forward um is there any like really really obscure references in there that like people haven't picked up on yet yes there is you know right so 
Um, I remember playing. Actually, I was really scared of this right when I was a kid. <laughs> I'm holding <laughs> up to that now, right? But I was well scared of some parts of Wonder Boy, and um, okay. although I like it now, and um, and so the famous um, sort of hammer axe thing that he throws, mm-hmm. um, there is actually. Uh, a possibility of having that in one of the levels but in miniature so it's oh, actually right. on it's um so i don't know how far you got into it last night last time i'm not sure but there's the nightclub level um and yeah. there's basically like a like a little pub section um in there with all the drinks on the side and it's randomized at the start of each level. So you might get like little miniature mushrooms or, or stuff like the little Mega Man references as well, like a little E-can on the side, oh, cool. um, as well as normal bottles. But there is actually one on there. And I've seen people see it on stream and no one's noticed. Um, and it is the little axe type hammer thing that he throws, just like sat on the side. Um, oh, very cool. And then another reference, which again is something that I made, and I think it was mainly because I didn't have enough pixels, right? Because it's such a low res game um, that I don't think I've really done it justice to the point where anyone really notices it. (laughs) Um, But on the spider boss level, there's a little um, like cupboard at the top where like you walk in, there's like a little tiny room. Um, And in there, there is one of the the blue potions from, uh, from Golden Axe in there. I thought oh wow! Nice okay. Oh nice. Nice. It's good that you're so, throwing all these little things in. Like, did isn't there a a poster of the thing? Yes. Yeah, yeah like a little pixel art version. Yeah, I noticed <laughs> that, and I was like, yeah, I fucking I dig that because like, John Carpenter's The Thing is like one of my favorite horror films. And like Lucy, you're a massive horror buff as well, aren't you? Yeah, I I I, um, I co-host a horror movie podcast, which is Behind the Screams, oh. and I I remember you saying that to me, James, when I was streaming it. You were like, go back to that bit. I think it's an event or something to see those posters. Yeah. I'm so glad yeah. you told me that because that was such a good... I, I loved that. That was really nice. Nice little reference there. Yeah, it was like a yeah. hidden hall with like, was it three or four movie posters going into the side of the wall? Yeah. So there's actually only one movie poster in there. Um, oh, right. So the other ones was just like random posters. So like one of them okay. is actually Master Chef, um, but with his helmet between his legs instead because i thought well i could you know in this day and age i can't possibly just do a naked woman and not put anything else in so i just thought it was only fair to just stick some in there as well yeah man well your game isn't shy of gore or you know being like swearing or being offensive which is pretty cool is there like is there anything that you were like oh should i put that in or should i not put that in you know uh yeah some of it so i think not necessarily in the game but when i was so my partner is a really big part of of this and so she's in the special thanks section but she doesn't ever want to be officially classed as being in the team because she's not into games and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. she basically just has to listen to me every day saying oh wow look what i put in this and she's like yay (laughs) 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 yeah that's it really so um she doesn't really have much of a choice um (laughs) <laughs> so yeah and and i was running through like so for example when you find the the three boobs lady like the total recall-esque one yeah um i was thinking well what can i do for that and i thought so initially i thought well because i don't know if you'll have seen the achievement image of that but it's basically him sat on a toilet with a big censored sign across 
but originally <laughs> oh yeah and a toilet roll on the floor um oh, no. just to really sort of drive it home um and then <laughs> jordan bleep all that and just have me shocks like oh oh my god <laughs> <laughs> And um, so the, the basically the original version of it, which I showed our last, and she was just like, no, 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 you can't do that because that's just taking, <laughs> that's just making the game just really crude and horrible. And I'm like, yeah. Oh. And and this was like instead of a censored sign, the idea was he had his hand where it would normally be, yeah. um, but instead it had a, a giant sort of black <laughs> sort of like mosaic esque looking thing in front of it instead to so just basically right. like just take the mick at like how it was so humongous yeah, um yeah. so then I, I changed that and then i made it into like a mosaic of of just sort of the color of skin sort of thing instead so it was like a mickey take of what they do on tv when they censor stuff and yeah. she was like no you definitely can't do that because that definitely looks That's like even it. worse <laughs> so i know right so then we just settled with just put a giant word censored on it instead <laughs> um and pretty much that's that's kind of it so i think from a goal standpoint i've gone pretty much as far as i could possibly go with the pixels i've got available um, yeah, well, yeah. You, yeah. you only stretch so far <laughs> with pixels, but you you do it justice. Like the art style is very very nice. Uh, even so, like you were saying it. that you you couldn't fit much detail in. It's no. it, a lot of the times you find that the limitations of games are what really drives character home. So whether yeah. it's like limitations in hardware of old games for story and stuff, you know, think like Majora's Mask, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah. where they had to stick with the small town mechanic and it's the same with art as well really if you if you nail home that you want to stick with you know is it is it 16 bit that you've gone with oh, you know what it's more like an 8 bit game but with added effects really so yeah. you wouldn't believe how tiny it is and i can't remember off the top of my head how small it is anymore but um i think if, let me just see if i remember it it was something like um i think like a 100 an eight high by 208 wide or something like that that's all it is oh okay yeah so and and the the reason for that was because it started as a game jam so this was like a 48 hour thing so i was desperate to sort of push something out as quickly as possible and um it actually started out as an alien fan game so it was all meant to be sci-fi related and the first thing i thought was oh it'd be really cool to do like you know an alien fan game instead but obviously we couldn't call it an alien fan game because there was scores for originality as well albeit my game scored quite low on that um (laughs) and (laughs) and then like originally like if you see it on youtube you'll be just be like absolutely amazed at the difference as what it looks like now as to what it looked like back then um so for start as it was much more zoomed in um and also instead of having a lighting sort of engine as such where there's lighting everywhere instead it was just a circle of light around you and everything else was black um oh so you're going for the horror eskimo completely yeah yeah originally um and to the point where people sort of made negative comments about it was it's too dark and I was like, yeah, but it's oh. meant to be dark. And it's like, yeah, no, it's too dark. And so eventually yeah. I sort of succumbed to that and went, all right, it's too dark. And, and then sort of rebuilt everything around it when I made it into a you know fully-fledged experience. But um, but yeah, you, you should check it out on YouTube. You'd be amazed just oh, quite how be. different it looked in the old days. Yeah, drop um, us a link and we'll stick it in the show notes so the listeners can take yeah. a look as well. Um, yeah, or yeah, jo- sure, Jordan no might be able to put 
you know a piece of footage in as well uh it sure. it's funny isn't it when when you're doing game design stuff like that like i've I've done a couple of game jams myself um at uni yeah. and th- again it's the the time constraints can make you come up with some really amazing things so we had one where we stayed in an office for 48 hours and didn't leave. So they had like a big nice. beanbag room and we all sort of laid there like, ah, because we've been looking at screens constantly. <laughs> but uh, funny enough, actually, we, I actually mentioned this guy last week as well, uh, Gary Napper, the guy who made Alien Isolation, marked okay. our things. And I was actually chatting to him again the wow. other day because we had... Oh, no way. Um, yeah, he, he, the... The guys we had on last week, Gary Dinsdale, he's making a Terminator fan game that is hoping to become nice. licensed. So, and it's like inspired. A no, it's uh, you play as Kyle Reese in the future war in the uh-huh. in the ruins. So you're trying to get away from the hunter killers and the big uh, what, the fly- hunter killers, the flying ones, or are they the ground tank ones? I can't remember. Uh, not sure on that one. Yeah, whichever one it is, you're getting away from both of them regardless. So. It doesn't yeah. matter that I can't remember the name because they're both there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we, we were saying that it was massively inspired by that. And yeah, it's when you're making dark games because our, our game was very dark as well. And we, yeah. were, we designed this game where you played as a little knight and you were going back through the memories of four other dead knights that you found around this castle. And it was it was quite a novel thing. Wow, and that's we, really cool. Yeah, we, we actually got it rated as the most complete game that they'd seen the entire thing but it was too far away from the brief or something. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to take that as a win. That's a moral win for us. Like it was, it yeah. was pretty, you know. Yeah. Um, but we had the same issue where you were making things very, very dark. And I, when you're designing games, and I suppose this is tips for any other game designers that are listening or getting into that kind of thing. Uh, it's, it's better to imply darkness a lot of times. Like you're, yes. mm-hmm. you're better to have natural ambient light and then make areas shadowy on purpose rather than have everything dark aren't you um i'm saying that actually have you got any advice for any people that are designing games maybe any pointers in what they're doing don't make things too dark there's definitely (laughs) one (laughs) um apart from that i would say so i think i mentioned this when I can't remember who it was, but someone put a Twitter post out. I think it might have been Indie Game Bandits or something like that. And there was like, so tell us, you know, one piece of advice. And so I would say, regards to game development, just imagine it's like a cake. Um, You take small little bites and then you'll be fine. Just a little bite every so often. Like every day, have a bite, right? And then the cake will eventually be finished. But if you stuff it all in your mouth, then you're going to feel pretty sick. And then, and that was my issue right at the beginning, is that I just stuffed that cake right in my mouth for five to six hours solid. And then I was like, oh my God, I've only got one level and, and I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I think that's, that's the main know. issue with a lot of people when they're making games is that they instantly hit a burnout because they're so, you know, want to just go as far as they possibly can so quick. And I think just mm-hmm. enjoy the journey, you know? Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. And that's really uh, good advice. It- yeah, Go on, Lucy. Oh no, sorry. I was I was just gonna ask just on, on that note. I, I love the cake analogy, by the way. I don't know why that's <laughs> reminding me of Portal. I'm getting Portal references now. Yeah, nice. <laughs> um, but it'd be interesting to hear your background, James. So how you got into game development? Like, what made you interested in it, and how like the story behind starting Monster Finger Games? 
you know, it's really cool, actually. I really like the little backstory that we have, or, or me personally, that I have to start with. So what happened is, um, firstly, I always wanted to make games as a kid, like to the point where I'd be like drawing them on pieces of paper and stuff like this is what it'll look like if it was real and all that kind of thing. Because <laughs> I always loved drawing as a kid anyway. And um, then what happened is when I was at work experience, so I think, well, I don't know, 15, something like that, maybe it might have been. Um, they had a, I was at an office and it was like one of the last days or something like that. And I found a 301 utilities disc, like the olden days. Right. (laughs) And, um, I was like, oh, cool. And I was like, do you mind if I just have a look at that? And he was like, no, that's fine. And then I put it on and I found click and play. And I was like, wow, this is like everything I ever wanted. (laughs) Oh, but yeah, I couldn't make the screen scroll or anything like that. And everything was absolutely shocking that I first started off with. Um, But to me, it was amazing. And then I was just like, you know, do you mind if I take it home and put it on my computer? And he was like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. And eventually I did post it back, albeit about a year later. But it did honestly honestly where it counts james yeah you know i was gonna do it eventually and i did right um (laughs) and then since then i just kind of kept with click team products so i had dabbled a little bit in blitz basic blitz 3d all that kind of thing and i didn't really like it if i'm honest like kudos to those people that want to do full-on coding on on you know just a screen with just text and then and then when it goes um i'm afraid there's an exception and you're like okay and it doesn't tell you where Shit. it is and you have to work yeah. it yourself and i'm like yeah. yeah you know what well done <laughs> but for me it's not my thing i, no, I just no. i like i think i'm more of um i enjoy the artwork and and sort of the more visual appeal to mm-hmm. things like click team game maker construct that kind of thing oh, um, game maker was good i had that when i was a kid yeah. I, I, I got dark basic and tried to learn that and it's the same thing with all the code on the screen and i was like fuck this uh, I got that basic and it was impossible as well. It was, yeah. I, and then I got Game Maker 3D, I think it was. And then RPG yes. Maker I tried as well. That was quite cool. Yeah, I think, you know, I think at the moment I wouldn't like the idea of having to sort of leave what I know and then start learning a code. Even though, if, like, mm-hmm. from an official standpoint, I think people who use the sort of more visual programs sometimes are kind of frowned upon as being like not proper programmers or developers or whatever. And yeah. I'll accept that. But at the same time, I've still got games out, so it doesn't matter. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, exactly. You've still, got stuff working. You still create a product at the end of it. So who cares how you got there in the end? Yeah, exactly. So exactly. What, what is it you're using at the moment then? Um, so I use, I never remember if it's called Click Team Fusion 2.5 or just Click Fusion 2.5, but I'm going to go Click oh. Team. Um, but yeah, it's Click Team product. So exactly the same company who made Click and Play in the olden days. And then I kind of just followed them along. And then I was like, then I <laughs> wow. went on to Game Maker. And then I went on to Multimedia Fusion 2. And then like the developer edition. And then finally, um, I'm now at the latest one, which is uh, Click Team 2.5. Got their so developer I've edition. I've never even heard that. of that one. I've never even heard of Click Team. It was like one of the very first ones from what I can gather because it came out like Click and Play came out in 95. Oh, wow. <laughs> was, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was <laughs> wow. 95 anyway, but definitely in the 90s. Like it's old. Oh, yeah. um, uh, Lucy, have you ever could... tried any making games with anything like that? I have to say I haven't. The closest I've gotten to any form of coding is like Dreamweaver at university. <laughs> so, oh, it's not anything I've ever delved into before, but. Um, I'd be willing to try it. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting hearing from you from your guys' perspective because it's all a foreign language to me currently. 
<laughs> yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's good fun, isn't it, James? Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah, definitely. And and I think, you know, like, for example, my friend who does all the music, he's now learning, um, I think, C sharp or something like that. And he's saying, you know, they're called different things, but actually there's quite a lot of similarities to what we're doing because I mean, ultimately, um, you know, Click Team um, Fusion 2.5 is built on C++ anyway. So it's right, already got yeah. the underpinnings of it. Yeah, so, any yeah. kind of language that's built around C is what they call, is it object-oriented programming? Yeah, object-oriented, I think, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So everything's pretty much built on that, even going into like C sharp, C plus, and then in like the Unreal Engine, which I'd, I I've, I used to use Unreal and mainly Unity. Like Unity's oh, a yeah. great engine, really really powerful. It's very, um, it's a lot more user friendly the way they've laid it out now. Like it's the the mm-hmm. new version's great, and you can get what's called like visual programming, where you've got the it's like node based, so you'd have certain functions on screen that i'm trying to describe this for listeners it's quite hard when you can't say like jordan could put an image on this for the youtube channel but it's hard for audio listeners you have like boxes that do different functions and you wire them together with like little cables and that's programming and then you can open up the functions to change what they do or you can do full programming yes but it makes it loads easier for people who aren't uh particularly programmatically minded like myself like i'm an artist so Looking yeah. at loads of code on a on a screen numbed my mind to a point where it just <laughs> it didn't go in, you know. I, I understand yeah. it. Like if if I'm looking at code myself, I I understand what the if statements are doing and the if else is, and you know I understand it. But when I come to write it myself, it's just not there. The knowledge just doesn't come to me at all. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm exactly the same. Um, I had somebody who I basically I've, as a kid. I found his um, his game and I was like, this is amazing, mainly because it was basically like he was a little car driving around right. and uh, had the Night Rider music on it. And I was like, I was I love Night Rider. I was like massively <laughs> into it. Nice. I still like it now. And um, so I, w- I was like, your game's amazing. Um, and he was like, well, I'll, I'll teach you how to code if you want. So I was like, yeah, brilliant. And then he started talking to me. I was like, no. Yeah, no, this is not brilliant. <laughs> this isn't going to work, is it? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, not for me. So, so when you're working in uh, the click team thing, how does yeah. how does it work there? Then, what? How do you actually like? What's the process of making a game in there? If you can sum it up, you know, yeah, short. sure, no problem at all. So, I suppose it's, I guess, sort of in a very similar sense. So, you have to think, you know, um, computationally. So, you'd create an event. So, probably okay. the simplest thing is bullet hits player, for example, right? And then you would go along. And then you would create what the conditions would be for that. So, or is it conditions then event, whatever, one or the other. Um, but basically, James, you, you should know up, this. You're making oh, a game. I know. I'm just, oh, it's been forever. <laughs> um, I've been doing this for 17 years, and I still forgotten it. Um, but yeah, but basically, you just go along and you just say, "This is what happens if that happens." Basically, and right, then you say, okay. "Oh, like kill player or." You know. Or take off hit points, that kind of thing. Exactly, yeah. So, like, take one off the alterable value for the player, for example. Um, stuff like that. So, that's it in the simplest form. But, obviously, it does get more complicated when you actually start having to, like, you know, put together actual, like, typed conditions and things like that instead. Right. So, like, custom functions and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. I mean, like, 
right at the beginning um i think this was yeah it was prior to doing monster finger games um i was doing sort of like a fan game for for carmageddon and okay. um and i started with that and like lo- it basically lots of people got involved and then it kind of fell apart because it was like turned in from like a, a one person's idea to everyone's input and then eventually like stopped being a 2d game and was like oh look we'll, we'll create 3d images for the map and i was like oh okay yeah this sounds great and then all of a sudden it all just fell apart so yeah, too, too many cooks in the kitchen that broth was exactly. spoiled spoiled too many different ideas yeah it does but there's I, a as I say, there's a video of it online and um but the thing what was really complicated about that and i had a lot of help from um from somebody who basically worked with me on all the collision detection stuff like that and it was just so much to it because it was about based on like what angle you're at and yeah, what velocity you're at and all sorts and i was like wow <laughs> it gets complex so, yeah. it does we we built um when we left uni we made a multiplayer vr car driving game oh wow that which was it, it was cool it was called the red road and we actually we, we did take it around to like we went to manchester gamers unite and we had loads of people playing it in a bar it was really good fun and it no. was essentially like if you imagine uh driving the warthog in halo and right. the driver Ooh. is sat at the laptop or the computer and mm-hmm. the the gunner in the back is wearing the VR headset while the other person drives you around. <laughs> that and is awesome. It was so much fun. Like, holy shit. Like, it was with my old co-host who used to be on this called Jono. Like, he left in episode 14, I think. Like, he, he couldn't commit to doing mm-hmm. the podcast every week because of work. So, um, there's no yeah. hard feelings. It was like, a, it was an easy split. I was chatting to him still the other day. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, the project never got finished and... It was just watching them code that for two different inputs, one being a headset while it's being turned around in a position while it's driving across a plane. And I was like, holy shit. I don't even know how they think about it. Like it takes another kind of brain completely to be able to do that. It's crazy, right? My mind's blown just thinking about that. I could never. (laughs) It's it's mental. Like I'll have to, I'll try and get a clip of the thing and I'll, I'll show you Lucy. Uh, and there's one thing I wanted to ask. Where does the name Monster Finger come from and why? All right. Why, so, James? Um, do you remember those things that you, you could put on your finger? What was a monster with the little boogly arms? Oh, yeah. The squiggly, yes. go- the little it's, wobbly it, things. Yeah, yeah. It's a monster finger, isn't it? Oh, put it shit. Finger. So it's a monster. <laughs> oh, <nice. laughs> that was it. That was the whole point, really. Amazing. Um, and then it was like the idea is like both of our fingers, one is me and the other is Stu, who does the music. And um, and that was it. Yeah, that's kind of how it went. Can I just say, so. a lot of things are lining up right now. I was just thinking that you really sounded like Winstolf from the podcast Short Select. And the other co-host okay. is called Stu as well. Oh, that is weird, isn't it? Yeah, and you you have like <laughs> a similar sense of humour. Go listen to Short Select. And okay. Yeah, see, see what you I'll think. Shout out to the Short Select guys. I know you're listening because they listen to this show. Um, yeah, that's, that's great. I... I Simple enough. I like it, and I like the logo yeah. with you two sat on the fingers. <laughs> yeah, the um, I mean, that's had a few different changes. So, like, most people don't realise that Mon- uh, Monster Finger Games. I'm talking rubbish now. Um, they don't realise that Alien Scumbags is not our first game. Alien Scumbags is our yeah. first Steam game, but it's not our first game, not by a long shot. Right? Um, yeah, because I saw on your website you had quite. Was it four or five games that you'd done? Oh, well, maybe even more than that. So we actually started out making Ooyah games. That's when Monster Finger Games began in 2013. Yeah, that sounds about right. 2013. 
And we, yeah. And like, Ouya was awesome. And I know people hate on it so much, but as a developer, it was really fun. Like, because we had, it was like, you didn't have a barrier between the people who play the games and the people who make them. And it was a really unique community because anyone could make a game on the Ouya because every Ouya was a development kit. And that's what made it so Do you want to tell the listeners what a Ouya is just so they, in case anyone's not familiar with it? Uh, Yeah, yeah. So it was basically an Android system, like a mini Android console that got kickstarted and it was huge, uh, the, the sheer amount of money it pulled in. But unfortunately, I think breakdown in sort of marketing and things like that um yeah kind of led to it being quite hated by quite a lot of people um yeah it really is because i think most people was like oh it's a mobile phone in a box which yeah it is actually to be honest (laughs) it was a tegra 3 mobile phone in a box um and you know people just was like well i don't want to play an android game on the tv but what they should have done i think is push the fact that it's not about playing mobile phones on your TV. It was about playing indie games on your TV. And it was just exactly. a complete indie-focused console. It was brilliant. Great fun. Yeah, they, I, I remember when they came out, and it's it's a shame. I I hadn't thought about them. I just realised that I, it's never even come into my mind since then. And it, I mm. don't know why more people aren't pushing the indie game straight to your TV thing. Because, I mean, obviously there's there's steam which has a lot of indie games on it which is great and yes. it's you know it's a great way and it's easy upload and it's easy to sell your games on there but if you're not a pc gamer it doesn't there's some kind of disconnect like with like i'm, yes. I'm a console gamer predominantly like obviously i've got a gaming laptop so i will play some things on there but there there's something about being able to sit down on your sofa pick up your control and play on like you know a tv entertainment system Yes, I agree completely. There needs to be some way that people can play indie games more on consoles. And I know that they, you know, Mm. Nintendo's got a pretty, um, a pretty big log of indie games. They've sort of like let their guard down for all of vetting games. So you do get some questionable games on the Switch now, (laughs) if I'm honest. Uh, Yeah, waifu related games. I've seen exactly. There's so many waifu (laughs) games. What the fuck has happened to Nintendo? They're just like, Nintendo is just like, open the floodgates and be like, fuck it, yeah, dump them all in here, we'll have them, we'll have them all. Not I like guess the they old just sell days. loads. <laughs> no. They used to like, it's, it's Mario, Zelda, and Metroid, and that's all we want. Yeah. We don't want any third party shit. And now they just let anyone. Yeah. Is it, what's a... your... Oh, go on, Lucy, what were you saying? No, I was just going to jump in and say it's a really fair point, because I'm predominantly a PC gamer, but... Mm. Like con- playing on console because I still I still do love my Switch and PlayStation. Mm. It's it's yeah, an entirely so. different experience, isn't it? Like say, mm, sitting yes. on your sofa playing a game, and yeah, like if you're if you don't have access to Steam, there are so many good small indie games that PlayStation, Game Pass, yeah, you're you're missing out on. So I would like to yeah. see that more as well. Totally. Yeah. No. Yeah. Definitely. And as I say, I mean, I make games for PC. But I don't actually play games on PC. So, That's so exactly weird. <laughs> well, you do yeah. now. You got your new laptop. You will be doing now. Well, yeah, possibly. Yeah, I tried yeah. Forza Four on it today, and it was like, wow, it can play it. I was like, That's <laughs> so shiny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it came with a loot box as well, which I got a little too excited about. Really, oh, I was nice. like, oh my god, there's an extra box in it. Um, <laughs> and then I pulled it out. and was like, I've got a dragon keyring and everything. Nice. <laughs> You know what? Saying that your game would go really well on the Switch. 
I know it really it would. would. Um, I'd like it to, but you know, like I think the thing is, is like um, the game is is doing all right considering I messed up the the, the launch. Basically, um, <laughs> how did what did you do? Post it, <laughs> what, uh, put it in the mailbox. What <laughs> ruined it? So bit yeah. So this is like a massive regret for me, right? Because I feel like it could have. The, I just I think the game is a hidden gem in the indie scene, in my opinion. It's good. Um, it's great. I think I think so. Yeah. I mean, and I don't say that because it's just me thinking it's I was good. Say you you I made do, it, so I you're biased, it, <laughs> obviously. But so many people have given it so many good reviews that to mm. me it's like, well, all right, I actually believe this now because everyone's saying how good it is, so it must yeah. be good, right? And okay. um, but yes, yeah, so basically, what happened? The game was obviously originally a game jam, and it was on mm-hmm. each year. Right, and then I then went across and put it on Game Jolt, and Game Jolt. Let me just like say that Game Jolt is brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. It's really easy to get around, really simple, and also the guy, one of the main guys who runs it, who I've spoke to on Twitter a few times, is brilliant, real nice guy. Um, and so yeah, very different beast to to Steam, obviously. But the problem yeah. is, it's very much pushed towards free games because that's how it was built originally. And mm. so earning any money on it is virtually impossible, in my opinion. Um, okay. So anyway, so I was running with that. And in my head, I was thinking, well, the game's already out. So if I, re- you know, and and release it for Steam, then is it not going to be kind of like, well, the game's already exists. So actually, it's not really out. You know, it's, it's not really new, is it? But yeah. needless to say, I was going to go through the whole process of early access. And that was my original idea. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't really know how long to keep something on Steam for. So as soon as I made the project page, I was like, wait, it's release it. That's a bad idea. (laughs) (laughs) I was too excited. I was like, this is brilliant. We should get out right now, right now. Right. And um, so, yeah, in essence, I didn't manage to make that many wish lists before I released. But also, and this is the big one. Um, Steam kept rejecting it, which was really annoying because it was really tiny oh. things as well, right? So it was okay. it wasn't the game they was rejecting. It was it was the basically the issues on the Steam um, description page and things like that, the store page and such. So it didn't work properly on my phone. It still doesn't. Really annoying that is. So like sometimes, like if you use it on your okay. phone, you can't. You want to put an image on it, you can't. You have to do it on a laptop. But then my laptop was like, well, I'm not, I'm refusing to load now on, on any of these websites. <laughs> so on certain web, um, basically on certain pages of the Steam site, it was fine. But then other times it would just basically just time out. And then the Steam error would come up and I'm like, so I had to do part of it on my phone and part of it <laughs> on my laptop. So it was a bit of a pain in the bum, to be honest. Um it's a lot more complex than I ever imagined it could be. Uh, like mm-hmm. there was, there's three checklists of stuff you need to fill in for Steam, um, okay. and obviously, like it takes a fair bit of time. And eventually, like mm-hmm. when it came to like the artwork and stuff, I got Zombie Workshop to do it because I was like, I don't really want to make anything else, and you're better than I am at this kind of thing. <laughs> so he did all like the artwork, the promo work you see for Indian scumbags, and. Um, so yeah, basically, after it finally went through, after about three or four attempts, they came. It came back and said, "Oh, you're ready to release now." And that's then when I noticed the button for early access, and I went, "That's what I meant to release it on." I presumed I'd already done that, um, 
and oh, then when I clicked the yeah I know right so then I clicked the button before I launched I thought I'll click the button now and then it come up saying oh we need to re-review your game if you press that and I'm like oh god not again oh, for goodness sake <laughs> yeah so I gave up and, I, and stupidly in hindsight I'm like in a position now where I'm like I know what I should have done I was a turkey I should have released in early access. I didn't. Mm-hmm. And instead I was like, oh no, I can't be bothered with them reviewing it again because I'd already set an in, you know, a date for it to come out. And so I would have missed that date again. Um, so I released. And I only had 256 wish lists when I released. And uh, right. that was painful. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So it's done okay. It's become profitable without a doubt. It, and, it, and it's paid itself back. Mm-hmm. So because the budget we had was quite small. Good. Yeah, yeah, very much so. I mean, our budget was only like, what, 250 quid? Something like that. Nice. That's a so, sweet budget. <laughs> just, that just, is. You know? <laughs> and that was like, that's including things like, you know, like um, paying to get like artwork done by Zombie Workshop and things like that. That all yeah. sort of is incorporated into that and also incorporates the £100 we spent in the first place to get on Steam. So, you know, is, man. Yeah. hardly nothing, basically. Um, so it wasn't long before it paid for itself, which is you know fantastic. But I think, I think if I'd have played it better, I think it I would you know would have definitely gotten a lot more wish lists, and I think it would be less of an uphill struggle like it is at the moment. Yeah, well, it's a learning experience, isn't it? Like that's always something that yes. you'll it'll iron out for the next game that you work on. Um, exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, and I think also, I don't know why, I think basically like there's these articles going around that said, when do you get your hundred quid back? What you put into Steam per game? And the article said you have to hit a thousand before they'll give you your hundred back. So in my head, I automatically thought, because also because um, Ouya also had something like 250 threshold before okay. you would get any money. So I was like, oh, well, this is Steam and this website saying it's a thousand before you get your money back. What I thought it meant was a thousand before you get any money back. I was wrong. <laughs> it's actually a hundred. And um, they've been trying to pay me for a long time, but my bank details are incorrect. So... <laughs> All right. <laughs> and I went James, through my email. What the I fuck? know, right? <laughs> I tell me about it, right? And it was actually... Um, uh, long play games who do Cygnus Pizza Racer that um that actually told me that just like the other last night on Twitter and he was like, Why do you think it's a thousand to get paid? And I was like, oh, I just thought it was and he was like, No, it's like a hundred and I was like, What? And then I checked for all my emails and there's all these emails going, We tried to pay you, but we can't and I was like, Oh, oh there they are. That's a happy surprise though. <laughs> It is, but well, James, nice. you should use that money you know. to hire yourself a PA. Like, fucking uh, hell. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, I need a lot of things hiring. I tell you, I'd hire a, a marketing person if I could, instead of me. <laughs> in terms but, yeah. of in terms of future development for Alien Scumbags, yeah. one thing I kind of wanted to highlight, and I, I think it's, it's, it's really awesome that you guys are doing, is you're continually putting updates for this game, which I think mm. adds to the replayability of it. You know, there, there's like new levels, new pieces of content, all that kind of stuff. Is there yes. any is there anything you want to highlight that's coming up that you could tell our listeners or any like major yeah. updates that have happened recently? Yeah, sure. Well, actually, the game is is getting closer to its end point now. Um, mm. So obviously, it was meant to it is early access in everything, but its status 
on Steam and Steam yep. won't let me have it in early access <laughs> anymore. I asked them though. I, I genuinely did, right? And I admit that it was a good few months after I'd released and then went, oh. But I, but I just wanted the status changing. I don't actually hey, necessarily they let Cyberpunk do it. They should let you do it. I know, right? <laughs> like they and, fucking and took millions off people. <laughs> tell me about it. And their response uh, was, no. <laughs> no <laughs> you can't sorry. have that because you released several months ago and you can't revert back to early access. And I was like, I just want the the thing to change to say it's early access. I don't want anything else out of here. That's all I want. Um, but yeah, I don't think they like the small people like me, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so needless to say, I'm still currently trying to finish the game. Um, and uh, most recently, um, we've released um, another level, which is like a lift level, basically, into like the depths of hell. Um, it's always nice, yeah. Um, like I think, <laughs> if I remember rightly, I don't know how much we had in last time when you played it, but I'm pretty sure that I don't think we had the hell levels in before. So I don't, I don't think levels. you had it at that point. Yeah. Mm. So basically, there's a nice little um, throwback to Doom in there because I was working with some Mode Seven, and. Um, so the transition between the normal levels and the hell levels is your like you know big-headed like master chef from the <laughs> behind view instead walking towards like this door with like skulls down it and stuff. Um, nice. And then even put like when the door opens, they um the little thing that they used to do with like the Doom characters, you know, like where every so often you'd catch like some of the monsters just flicking from side to side for no reason. Yeah, yeah. They do that kind of weird dance as you're coming towards them because I thought that's a really good little reference. See if anyone notices it. That is brilliant. Okay, I I have to get to that level ASAP. Yeah, (laughs) just to see that. It's just like little clip it. (laughs) I will. It's like a little intro screen. Impressive. Thank you. uh, Yeah. Yeah. This is what this is something we were talking about with with Gary last week as well when he when with his Terminator game. It's like it's things that make the player go like holy shit this person cares about this game like it's not cash grab it's not a money yeah. thing it's there's genuine entertainment value for the person even making it like that made you oh, laugh yeah. james yeah and yeah yeah that's it. how people are gonna know like oh shit that's cool you know <laughs> i added a mini game in right to the into the game i've already like showed it on twitter because hardly mm. no one ever saw it and and to be fair, it was originally just going to be one of those little secret Easter eggs that one day someone would notice. And then I <laughs> now just thought on the next update, I'm actually just going to put a big sign on it to say this is what happens because it's so much fun. Yeah. But basically, there's a keep you up game um, on the level where there's like these big purple spiders coming down. And um, what you do is you just you shoot the, the spider and the head flies off, but it's in a ball shape. Right. right and then you just header it as many times as you can and there's like a little number that goes above your head to tell you how many you've done and then i and i did it just purely for myself because it would be a bit of a laugh and um and then started adding trophies because i got a little bit addicted to this little mini game so now you can get like a bronze silver gold and a special master chef trophy <laughs> nice. as well nice. for doing like 30 keepy ups with uh with a spider's head so that's nice <laughs> You get addicted to your own little game mechanics, though. I know, right? I love it. Uh, it's, it has a little, um, little cheering sound as well, which is completely like 
different from any of the game whatsoever. Just these random cheers going on every time you uh, hit a certain milestone. Is it like um, the, uh, the 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 grunt's birthday cheer on Halo? Do you remember when you get the headshots and they go yay? <laughs> It's very, it's very similar to that, right? Amazing. But like with like a little applause in the background and people cheering at the same time. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I did stuff like that, like the pro coins. There was for me, to be honest, because I'd played it for so many years at that point that the game was just too easy. So I was like, you know what this needs? This needs professional moments just for me. So I added pro coins in just for that. I know people are like, get, and then obviously then I did them. Um, as a, a thing on the score tally for anyone else that wanted to get the pro coins as well. So, yeah, stuff like that's just carried on nice, to make me entertained. So you're pretty much a, a one-man team in terms of all the... everything you're doing currently? Uh, yes. So, um, to an extent, there is... Like, some of it is done as well with Stu. So, for example, the level with the, the moving platforms... Um, where it all goes dark, that one was specifically like that was Stu's idea to have like a really difficult platforming segment. Okay. I then had to make it a little bit easier because no, <laughs> everyone hated it to start with before I started adding ledges and things in, right. and um, and then yeah, so I think more at the beginning of the project after it, you know, changed from um being a game jam to a fully fledged thing. Um, we was a lot closer on the project together regards to what was going in it um, okay. but towards the end of development um, especially with COVID and things like that um, I've sort of took, uh, taken the reins a lot more and, and basically the majority of it is is from myself now um, music wise he absolutely smashes everything when it comes to the music, I love the music that music, he's made. Brilliant. It, it really is absolutely brilliant. fantastic it's fantastic and i wouldn't have a clue when it comes to music so um yeah so i just call him my my music wizard like that's that's his job he is the music wizard and um and then i sort of do most of the other bits really as another shot select connection with Stu being a wizard because they're all wizards on their episodes. oh wow yeah <laughs> this is getting, getting, weirder getting creepy weirder. and weird isn't it yeah uh, <laughs> so in in terms of that team size then would you do you think you would work are you always planning to like work on your own in small team or do you think you'll do something with a bigger team for your next project no just stay as we are really um so i think uh, i know that for our next project Stu has said that he wants to be more involved in the sort of the behind the scenes sort of i guess coding side of it um so you know may well be even bigger part of that one um so We'll see. Nice. But yeah, the, the main size of our team is, um, in essence, me, Stu, and then my partner, which is sort of a silent partner. Yeah. Um, and that, that's it. So it's always going to be. But we do get help from you know other people. So you'll notice that there's a fair few voiceovers uh, in Alien mm-hmm. Scumbags. And um, it was from people, basically, who loved the game so much they wanted to be involved, nice. which was really weird for me. Like, um, you know, first one, like... Um, I'm trying to remember his name now. Stephen DeSousey or Susie, something like that. Um, a guy from America. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I started speaking to him. He was the first person I ever networked with on uh, on Twitter. And we had a right good chat about everything. And um, I still speak to him every so often now. And yeah, he bought the game basically there and then. 
And he said he loved it so much. He was like, I'd really like to get you into voiceovers if you get any work in. So I just basically made the idea of the voice tapes up. And he worked right. with um, with his friend, uh, who's also in the credits, basically doing some of the uh, the voiceover work for, for the audio tapes. Um, so, for example, that guy that's like weirdly changing into like a freaky alien and screaming and shouting and such, that's him. Oh, cool. um, <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> Thanks, um, <Tim>. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah so he he's done a lot of them um but then we've also had people like first world brat involved and she she got sort of roped in while they was involved as well and then wow. you know one of the bigger ones um you know trista bites played it on um on her stream and she loved it so much she wanted to be involved and was like is there any parts for me if there is let me know and I was like, well, yeah, there is, but it's like it's a voluntary thing. I, I can't pay you, I'm afraid. But, and um, she was like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, just let me get involved. So she's now the voice of the Tannoy. Um, and also the bit right at the beginning with the intro. Um, and also she I like created like a little pixelated version of her for the intro too. Um, <laughs> so yeah, she's in it quite a bit as well. Cool, man. Well, if you have any, any other help, give us a shout. We'll ha- <laughs> gladly help. This is what we're all about. If you want a, uh, an angry Scottish lass, uh, an angry Scottish voice, I will happily provide it. All right. I will there keep that in mind. Coming in the sequel. That's, that's really cool, though. Like that's, have, you, have you felt that kind of sense of community since the game has come out, whether it be on Twitter or Twitch, like people, you know, loving alien scumbags and like coming together? Have you, have you had that? Yeah, it's been really fab. Like, I mean, the community is relatively small, but growing. Um, mm. And the, it's really cool because there's like like a little selection of us indie devs that stick together. Um, and I, it's almost like I'm following them around everywhere they go. Um, <laughs> but also they're like, I see them in chat rooms as well, and like on streams and stuff. And I'm like, oh, hello. I haven't seen you in a while, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and um, like specifically just war games and, uh, and long play as well um and the crooks like us guys as well and like we're always just hanging around um and so we've been helping each other out as well and you know for example i've had it where i've been on a stream and they've been playing crooks like us and so i've jumped on it so they had someone to play online with just because i'm like you know what i'll help you out because you don't want to play a multiplayer game by yourself so yeah um so yeah so it's been really good and i did a bit of cross promo with um with long play games as well for um, Cygnus Pizza Racer. So if you play Cygnus Pizza Racer, you can see Master Chef Spaceship at the side. Um, oh, nice. And yeah, with his little pixelated face on the front of it, it's just like at <laughs> oh, the side, brilliant. just spectating sort of thing. Um, and then so for my bit of cross promo for him, there is now a Cygnus Pizza shop in the, on the Nostrami. So you can buy cool. a pizza from the shop and it's like a little zero gravity thing where you have to catch it in midair because it's just floating around. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I had a lot of fun doing that. And, um, that yeah, so it's, it's been really nice, you know. And certainly um, I've, I've got a little community going and it's really nice and hopefully it just keeps growing, really. Brilliant. Yeah, we really hope it does for you, mate. Uh, like we said, we'll promo the shit out of this where we can. And thank you. Um, oh, yeah, speaking sure. of which, I mean, we're we're coming up to the end of the episode, so I don't, I don't know if you want to uh, tell everyone where they can find you. If you want to plug it, where it is on Steam and everything. Yeah, sure. Yeah, no problem at all. Um, definitely. Yeah, Alien Scumbags is on Steam. 
add it to your wish list or you know get give sure it a good purchase um <laughs> or obviously play the demo first and see if you like it because you know i'm a big believer in you playing it and see if you like it before buying it you know yeah um, but you will you will like it i can you will I you will like it Everyone you will like it Oh, yeah. do you know what? I'm going to throw this out there before Ooh, before this ends. Oh, it's exciting. Oh, sure. um, so, oh, yeah, right. So one of the main programmers for um, uh, Alien vs. Predator on the Jaguar said, yeah. uh, gave me uh, basically his recommendation, on um, uh, which he put on the, on Steam as one of his reviews, basically Amazing. saying, I wish my Aliens was oh, as, awesome. as fun as this. Yeah, so that's that's, that's really cool. Yeah, um, so you know you need to talk to that guy who did uh, Alien Isolation and tell him that uh, he liked my game, but also that I stole his idea for Harding and Lockers. So oh, right. not to mention, I, I, <laughs> I I love that. Um, I I clocked that straight away when I when I played it. Um, there's so many references. I keep forgetting how many references yeah. you have in this game, but yeah, I, that's cool. I don't know myself, to be honest, but I've got more coming, and I've got, I've got a Metal Gear Solid reference, which is going to be beautiful. Like, it's, Can't yeah, wait. it's going to be Can't good. Wait. I'm excited. I just don't know whether or not I'm allowed to use like the alert sound or not. So I don't want to obviously push my luck uh, yeah. too far. We, <laughs> I think we can barrier make, is relatively we, close. <laughs> make one that's similar. Just make it very, very close, and just yeah, yeah just say, well, it's a different sound file. We made it from scratch, so as long as it's that, it'll be fine. Um, well, exactly. Where, where are you on socials, by the way? Do you want to tell the listeners where they can find you on Twitter sure. and everything? Uh, so yeah, KK Indie Game um, mm. is our name, based on obviously on the, the very first game that we started a long time ago. And um, uh, I can't remember the other ones. If I'm honest, I'm going to send links. <laughs> no worries. I'm going to send links. That's going to be better, yes. Isn't put it? links. I'll stick, I'm I'll stick them in the chat. Yeah, yeah. I've even got TikTok as well. So you know, nice. there is Alien Scum Bags on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I like to spread myself wide as far as I can. Um, yeah, as well as that, there's also a merchandise shop, which is awesome, and you should buy things. Um, so you can get a Monster Finger Games t-shirt with the logo done by um, Zombie Workshop as well. Very cool. The new one. Uh, and there's also Alien Scumbags t-shirts and hoodies and socks and everything. So there you go. Get all some about of that socks. All about the Alien Scumbag socks. Oh, yeah. Well, they're actually Monster <laughs> Finger Game socks. I tell a lie. But there is yeah. um, there is a, a really cool one, which is basically just called Enter the Abyss, which is a screenshot of when you're walking towards that door that I was telling you about. Okay. And yeah. uh, and it just has the Alien Scumbags on the back. It's beautiful. Nice. I'll check it out. Definitely check that one out. Nice. Yeah, man. Buy some uh, things. Well, Thank you so much, Jay's, for coming on. Like this has been. Oh, you're welcome. This has it's gone really, really quick. It's been a really lovely episode, and I think we've got down to the depths of the monstrous fingers that are all <laughs> upon your hands. <laughs> it is being really fun. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you, dude. Uh, right so listeners if you enjoyed this episode please make sure to leave us a like a review or a share if you're watching on youtube make sure to subscribe and all that shit that everyone else says uh if you want to find me you can find me at has wild on all the socials and you can find the podcast at grief burrito uh lulu where can they find you you can find me on twitter and twitch at lulu underscore pew for all the gaming things the gay things and mm-hmm. the spoopy things <laughs> all those damn fine things that we love and you can find jordan at the mr john core and you can find nick at ruthlessly ruffles also on twitch he's playing soon well once he gets his house back in order rebuilt and his driveway finished and all that shit but yes thank you for listening and we'll see you next week bye guys
Bye. Say bye, you two. Say bye. bye. Say bye. Big exciting bye. Shout bye. Woo. Bye. <laughs> bye bye. 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 bye.